Welcome to the Photog Adventures podcast, everybody. And this is an announcement, a public service announcement. You, you are attention. You are missing an episode. Attention. You are missing an episode. So from now on, we are treating our patrons really, really well to an extra episode every week. So the Wednesday episode that you guys have been listening to, 100% free, available. Absolutely. Yep. We even have an interview coming up with Brent Bergherm of Latitude Podcast that is going to be on the Wednesday episode this Wednesday. Mm-hmm. And so it's not that we're going to withhold certain awesome content and only put it on the patron one, but we're going to do a ton of extra interviews for the patron podcast every Monday. And we just barely had Wayne Pinkston. And the, the thing with Wayne Pinkston is that when we interviewed him, we spent about almost two hours with him. Yeah. And he gave us a tutorial on how he processes his images. Guys, this is invaluable. If you want to learn how to process your Milky Way photos with an awesome foreground that's stellar and clean, I mean, really, really clean, and then get an awesome, popping, nice, bright Milky Way, yeah. man, he tells you exactly how he does it. It's almost like a step-by-step. It's great. You could easily go back to Photoshop after listening to this podcast and reprocess uh-huh. your images and have something yeah. really awesome. It's really cool what he ended up doing because he was giving us very specific numbers and ranges that he typically yeah. is in, yeah. and so you could put it to practice as if it's the the most affordable course on post-processing you've ever found. <laughs> yeah. I mean, for five bucks a month and you just listen to it once and you got it, yeah, it's yeah, worth it. Totally worth so it. So if you guys are interested in finding it, go to Patreon and become a patron at the $5 level or higher. And what's going to happen is there's an RSS feed in the top right corner. I'll give you a tutorial that's visual that's going to show you how to actually connect that RSS feed with your podcast equipment that you use, like your app or your computer, show you how to actually connect to it. But the most easiest, the most easy way to do it is just to go straight into patron.com and log in as your Patreon for us, and you will see it right there as a mm-hmm. post, and you can hit play and listen to it right now while you're at work. Yep, and if you don't, if you don't register for five dollars or more, it just shows up as a locked um, item that you can't actually access. So. Yeah, so two dollar ones. I'm sorry, two dollar patrons, they aren't getting this access either, and you're out there right now. Sorry, we do look to remove the two dollar patron option. So just heads up, before the end of the year, the two dollar patron option will be removed. It's just going to simplify things, and I know that that means you can't get access to stickers, but that's but really you still will at five dollars. Milky Way so. photographer stickers and the other stuff you're gonna lose access to that by the end of the year I apologize but there will be uh, for five dollars a month I'd hope it'd be worth it uh, mm-hmm. let us know if you're against that idea because we feel like two dollars a month versus five dollars a month is virtually the same and we need to simplify and make sure that everyone who's a patron gets awesome features and so we yeah. wanted to make yeah. sure that those who jump in at the lowest level get access to the podcast yeah So thanks for listening, guys. We're excited to have you join us on Patreon, and we'll check you out later. And here's a little taste of how that episode went with Wayne Pinkston. All right. You have a schedule every year that you keep for Milky Way Photography and where you're from. So quickly, tell everyone where you're from and what your year schedule is like when you do your Milky Way Photography. Well, uh, I've been retired for a couple of years, and so I have uh, free time to do this. Uh, But uh, I drive out uh, to the southwest in April. uh, drive my Jeep out there, leave the Jeep uh, all spring and summer, and then uh, drive back to Virginia uh, in usually September. And uh, in between, I will stay for the new moons, uh, shoot as many new moons as I possibly can, uh, then fly back to Virginia and be with the family for two weeks, and then fly back out there for the next new moon. 
it's wow. worked out it's worked out great <laughs> yeah. uh, I, I fell in love with the Southwest a long time ago mm. and uh, um, so this is like fulfilling a dream for me um, it's as much fun for me to do the scouting as it is the photography uh, mm. but I love mm. being out there just love being out there. How many years now have you been doing this schedule where you go, you drive out and then fly back and come back and forth until the rest of the, until the end of the Milky Way season? Um, uh, I've done that three years. Uh, before okay. that, I would, a uh, couple of years, I flew out uh, and rented a car. Okay. And uh, okay. just to, to, and found out that I couldn't get to all the places I wanted to get to oh. with the rentals. Mm -hmm. and ended up getting a, 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 a Jeep Wrangler, and now I'll drive that out. So the, I've been pretty active uh, going out there and spending as much time as I can for about five years. Oh, man. That's nice. You've been a Milky photographer <laughs> for five years. So much has changed in the last five years. What are something that you noticed that you did the first year that you now do completely different? Does anything come to mind as what's changed over that line of five years of work? Uh, a, a lot has changed. Uh, originally, um, most people were just talking about single acquisitions. Mm. Uh, and uh, now there's a lot more stacking and tracking and uh, that kind of stuff, and or, or blending. Um, but uh, that has increased dramatically, and, and for the better. Um, I still like to try to uh, do everything I can with a single acquisition uh, if it's if it's possible I like to squeeze as much as I can out of a Amen. single acquisition mm -hmm. uh, but because you know it, it's fun photographically it's fun kind of a fun uh, experiment mentally uh, mm -hmm. but stacking and tracking all that really does help another thing that I think that has changed dramatically and I think will continue to change is that the sensors get better the cameras get better um, and the lenses are getting faster uh, now you can get a 1.8 lens at 14 millimeters mm -hmm. you can get a 1.4 or 1.8 lens at 20 millimeters a 1.4 lens at 24 35 and so um, I, I think that's invaluable mm -hmm. uh, Absolutely. You know, the day may come when we, when the sensors and the lenses are so good that uh, perhaps we don't need to stack or track. Wayne, can you explain to us what is your process to do that? What are some of the techniques you use to make those beautiful nightscapes? Let me just, I'll back up just a little bit. You know, the, I told you the first time we went out and that picture of the Milky Way pops up and, mm -hmm. I, and, I, and I absolutely <laughs> love that. Yeah. And then, then you want to find something interesting in the foreground for your Milky Way. Yeah. Uh, but, but for me, the, uh, after a while, the, the foregrounds became the primary thing and the Milky Way was like the icing on the cake. Oh. And, and uh, so, so I, I kind of decided that um, I wanted to be a landscape photographer at night. Uh, and yeah. maybe that'll maybe that'll surprise people, but that is I kind of feel like more I'm I'm a night landscape photographer mm -hmm. than an astrophotographer. In Lightroom, at the very end, after I've done everything, I usually sharpen the sky and the foreground, but I, I will use Unsharp Mask or or Smart Sharp, and either one doesn't matter. And for the amount, instead of a high amount, you use a low amount, like ten to twenty. And the, and the radius, you put up 40 to 60. 
okay? Oh. It's completely the opposite of the normal uh, sharpening you do. Mm-hmm. But, but, but I have read that's basically what the clarity function in Lightroom does. It uses a low amount and a high radius. radius yeah. And so what it does is it's increasing local contrast. And how local it is, you can change with your, your uh, radius. Mm-hmm. Okay. 